Hello, and welcome to the Bring It On podcast. I'm your host, Erin, photographer, obsessed runner, self-proclaimed crazy person with a gift for sharing advice, embarrassing life experiences, health, fitness, and a life's mission of busting you out of your excuse-driven mindset. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good morning and happy Tuesday, everybody. First Tuesday of January 2021. On the way to school this morning, we had like some serious fog and like really heavy, but we finally got some sun today. We've had uh, fog the last few days and it's been kind of crazy in the morning. Um, the hoarfrost is really heavy and it was super heavy in some places and I was really wishing I had taken my camera home with me and then made random stops on the way to school this morning to make my remind my kids that I'm totally weird, but I did it. So I was going to go back and try to get some, but I kind of have lost my uh, mojo for that today. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my problem is with um, not really feeling very motivated to shoot anything. I mean, I'd probably go out and shoot some clay pigeons with a shotgun, but not really motivated to to shoot much via camera. But I have to shoot today. <laughs> so it's kind of ironic that I just really didn't feel like it today. Eh, whatever. Maybe I just need more coffee. I just made myself a fresh cup. Um, I am not in love with the regular donut shop Keurig cups. The coffee is definitely, uh, definitely not amazing. Uh, like my bourbon pecan from Velvet Coffee Co. Oh my God. I love it. And I'm out. I need to order like probably two bags a month instead of just one. I should do that before I leave. So anyways, um, I was short a podcast last week, which I was so friendly reminded, which is totally not a word, by my good friend Adam on, I don't even know what day it was, Friday? Is it Friday you reminded me of that, Adam? So I'm supposed to record three this week because I need to make up for last week. Because when you commit and you skip a day, you got to make that shit up. Speaking of making stuff up, oh my God. I joined this um, extra fitness challenge for January, and it is Mount Everest challenge where there is a group of 10 people, and to make it to the top, each of us has to do 275 reps of whatever thing we choose every day. Um, You miss a day, and you got to make that up? Oh, duh. Good Lord. I missed a day or I skipped a day the other day and I doubled it up. It's like yesterday, no, day before. Oh my God, I thought I was going to die. Seriously thought I was going to die. <laughs> but I got it done. Uh, I'm not skipping any more days. I do not have my reps in for the day today. So that has to happen this afternoon. Um, and I kind of on purpose am making myself do them in the afternoon to try to force myself out of that comfort zone because I am terrible. If I don't get my workout done in the morning, it doesn't happen, right? That's just my MO. Um, I don't know if maybe I wake up more motivated in the morning or if I just need that 
No, I need that endorphin rush in the morning. I, I gotta have that um, to get my day going. It just, it's just a thing. I have to have that now. I'm like a, I'm an addict. I mean, it's just like anything else. You, you get used to something and you just like have to have that in your life. It's like coffee, man. Gotta have coffee. Whew. Don't ask me to quit drinking coffee because we might have problems. Although I have cut back and I'm not drinking quite as much, but I'm drinking more tea. Hmm. Which I just brewed my last cup of spicy chai yesterday. I was kind of bummed. But I was supposed to be getting a tea delivery this week. So there'll be more in there. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm just not motivated to shoot. Um, I'm not motivated to edit, I guess, either. I don't know. I'm just kind of in a funk. Maybe it's just because I haven't done it so much so long that I just kind of have lost that drive. Um, I mean, I still look at things and I'm like, Ooh, that would be really pretty. And I like frame it in my brain, but I just have not been motivated to get out there and shoot that it is cold. We got bull pictures coming up. We got to, I got to shoot bulls here pretty soon in the next few weeks at once we get done calving and then, uh, Hey, my office wife just came in. Hi, Cam. Hi. I'm podcasting. So we have uh, bull pictures to do coming up. So that's always a good time. Ha ha. Uh, but yeah, motivation, motivation. I saw somebody ask here a week or so ago about how do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated? Well, motivation only carries you so far because sooner or later, you just, you don't have that like, fire to do it. You don't have that fire in your gut of motivation or that fire under your ass or how, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't, you know, say it how you want, whatever, but motivation runs out. And that's where you really need to have the discipline to continue because discipline trumps motivation any freaking day of the week. And ask anybody that has done something difficult for a long period of time, be it fitness, be it some type of sport, um, and business your, I mean, hell your job, you have to be disciplined to show up every day, right? You don't just, you're not motivated to go to work. Most people aren't motivated to go to work unless they're like living out their dream. But even still then it's hard because not every day is awesome. There are a lot of days that suck because to, to build something, it requires to do the sucky stuff. Just like, you know, with your fitness and your nutrition and all that jazz, it there, it's not all about the awesome every day. It's all about the mundane every day. And I mean, I'm not motivated a lot of times. I just want to chuck it in the fuck it bucket and not do it. But it's not the motivation that makes it happen. It's the discipline that makes it happen. So that's kind of my thoughts on that whole deal. Mm. So yesterday afternoon, um, I <laughs> discovered that my coaching contract had expired and I didn't realize it. I'm like, why are there no workouts in my training peaks? Right. 
because there was like nothing. And I messaged my coach. I'm like, hey, I was like, um, I don't have anything scheduled for like the rest of eternity. And she's like, oh, well, let me look because she thought something hadn't loaded right. So nope, turns out that my I had expired. Well, I didn't realize that. So I got re-upped for that. And for what I do in regards to training and whatnot, this this really is super helpful for me because it puts the plan in front of my face. I don't have to think about it. All I have to do is do it. I just have to show up every day. There's that discipline again. And I mean, and I get help. I pay a coach. Um, it's like, it's really not that expensive. It's like 500 bucks a year um, for the plan that I picked. I get feedback. Uh, we do, they do zoom meetings and I mean, not, it's not same as one-on-one coaching, which is way more in depth, but I don't feel like I am to a point where I want or need the one-on-one coaching. I can't justify it in my head or my bank account, but some people do. And, and some people are all over it and that's what they need. And that's awesome. But I mean, I don't really have much of a problem showing up every day and putting the work in and knowing what it takes to get out of the workouts, what I need to get out of the workouts to progress to where I want to progress. I just have to show up. I have to put the time in. I have to be committed to doing it and doing it to the best of my capabilities because there are things that I want to accomplish on this kind of maybe expanding race schedule that might be happening. <laughs> I don't know. Cause now I'm looking at another one in September. Uh, I want to do a Spartan race. I have a friend who wants to do a Spartan race and she's like, you want to do it together? I'm like, Hmm, this sounds like a really good, bad idea. Let's do it. So we've been kind of talking about it and I got to talk to Eric about it, uh, to see and look at my schedule because I kind of have, let's see, June is the half iron man. Um, my other big race is in November, like middle of November is the full marathon at the rock and roll, um, Las Vegas marathon. That's the St. Jude's fundraiser that I've been doing, which I need to, um, really get on that because the clock is going to just like, boom, we're going to be in November and I better have my shit together. Cause I'm still like about $2,000 for my $3,000 goal. I think I really got some work to do there. So, um, this race that we're looking at is in September. Uh, it's in Indiana because it's the closest one. It is a Spartan race. Uh, it looks like a 5K with 20 obstacles. And when I was looking at the obstacle course and what the obstacles are, I was kind of like, oh, shit. And one of them is the like the flying rings. I, I don't even know. It's like the where you swing from ring to ring to ring. Okay. So Jessup Jim used to have this and I'm really bummed that Rex is retiring because he shouldn't just age and he should just live forever and not retire. And then the outdoor gym would still be there and I could practice because those rings are freaking hard. Um, I did try to do them a couple different times last summer. Oh my God, you guys, I do not have the grip strength <laughs> to hold my 160 pound ass from ring to ring. I mean, I even if I dropped 20 pounds or 30 pounds, I don't know if I could do it because it, it takes a lot of uh, forearm strength and grip strength. And like, I have a hard time hanging on to a coffee cup, let alone my own butt flying through the air. 
I tried, but that's going to be, I think that's going to be the hardest obstacle of the whole deal. I'm not like scared of crawling through the mud or the electric fence because I'm a farm kid. I've been zapped. I know what it feels like. You jump and you keep going. Um, there is one that was pictured where you're like through water and you have to like stick your face up your on your back and pulling yourself underneath. Basically chicken wire is what it looked like to keep from drowning. That one looked a little sketch. But not totally not doable. So we'll see. It, they're not, the race entry is not that expensive, but when you throw in travel and hotel and food and all that stuff, you know, and the time, it takes up a lot of time. So it is kind of a, a, a pretty good investment insofar as the, everything that goes into it. Um, not counting the training. I mean, there's, there's a lot, but one of my, one of my things this year is I want to gain strength. So, I mean, I can bike and run forever. I feel like, but I just feel like I need to gain strength. So I put, um, downstairs in the basement, I bought a pull-up bar and during this rep challenge, that's been one of my targets is doing pull-ups and I want to be able to do 10 unassisted. Well, we're not even close yet. Not even close. I have swim cords, right? From the first shutdown when the pool was shut down that I had gotten. So my swim cords are now on my pull-up bar and I use those to help assist my pull-ups because that's just what I'm doing because I can't do it myself because I'm not strong enough upper body to lift my ass up to do an entire pull-up. It's just where we're at right now. So I'm doing them assisted. I am starting to see some improvement, so that's good, but I have a heck of a long ways to go. And a lot of these um, obstacles require a lot of upper body strength. And I mean, it's not that I'm like a total wimp and I don't have any muscle or anything like that because I do, but not enough and not uh, seasoned enough to be able to perform the obstacles, excuse me, without just being junk after one, you know, because when you when you use your muscles, they create lactic acid. So if you're not used to putting a lot of stress and output um, from certain muscle groups, you're not going to be used to getting that lactic acid out of your muscles, right? So I noticed that sometimes, you know, like with a super hard hill on a bike or a run, you know, you'll feel that fatigue in your muscles and your quads and your calves and whatnot, but it dissipates fairly quickly in my legs and I am able to keep going, but I've practiced a lot. So, but the upper body and core, not so much because triathlon and running are, you know, mostly your expenditure is in your legs you know, the vast majority of it, obviously the rest of it comes into play too, but so much of it is your legs, you know, like, I don't know, probably 80, 85, 90%. I don't know what the percentage would be, but a lot. So this is something that is, have been working on push-ups, pull-ups, 
um, planks, side planks, and these hip dip things. Oh my God. So like one of the, one of the movements that was introduced to me, um, I've never done before was an elbow plank. And then you like dip your hips side to side. So you move your hips to the right and then move your hips to the left. And I'm telling you what, I didn't realize that there were muscles there. Um, and that kicked my butt. And then doing like a side plank, you know, if you're your regular straight arm plank and then turn into your side and do the side plank. Well, you know, a lot of times you'll see one of the yoga moves is a side plank and then you lift your leg, top leg to make the five point star or whatever. This is not that, but that is hard and that's getting better. Something I've been doing too. Um, this is like you're in the side plank and you take whatever hip is down. So say you're on your left hand and your left hip is down. So you will lower your left hip. It's kind of like a side push up, but with your hips instead of your arm. You don't bend your arms at all. You drop your hips down and then lift them back up. It's all core work. And it is crazy hard. So that's something that I've been doing um, a lot of here, doing both of those, both sides, the, the elbow plank hip dips to try and bring everything together, top to bottom, bring it all together, strengthen the top, strengthen the core, and just keep working the bottom like I have. I've gained a lot of strength in my legs over this last year with the C26 coaching program. And my my cycling has gotten a lot better. My running has gotten way better. And I'm super excited. And that's why I jumped back into coaching with them. I do. I joined the, the they call it the club. Um, if anybody's curious about what this is, it's C26 Triathlon uh, is who my coach coaches are. You can go to c26triathlon.com and click on the coaching tab. And there's options. They do one-on-one coaching. And then they also have what's called the club, which is kind of like a, it's a group coaching. So you go through and you put in your races, right? So you go through, you fill out a questionnaire so they can figure out, you know, what you need, what you want, what your races are, what your goals are, where you're at now. And so then they can build your training plan around that. And they can do, they do like from the beginning of the year till November 30th. And then typically races are done, you know, the end of November and December is kind of an off season is your off season, December and January, you know, are kind of downtime. So, um, it's through 11 months out of the year and, um, there's zoom calls where, you know, you have, you talk back and forth and there's videos. Um, the swimming thing is my biggest thing. So the swimming videos and tutorials on that stuff, they do offer swim analysis, which is really awesome. I'm really excited, um, going into this year just because I have progressed to the point of where I am. And I know that there's so much more that I can do. So with their help, I know that I can get to where I want to be. And for, no more than what it costs. I did add the quarterly, um, plan adjustments. So like every quarter, if I need to, I can go in, reevaluate and adjust my training plan to fit where I am and where I need to be. I think I need that. Um, so it was worth it to me and it wasn't that much more. So I went ahead and did that and I'm really excited because 
It's a great group of people. The triathlon community in its as a whole, I was really intimidated when I first started doing this. And like, I thought these people are so far out of my league. And, you know, I thought that they were all a bunch of yuppies that were, you know, just going to be, you know, I don't even know what I thought. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but I have since become a member of C26 and I also am a Team Zoot member and that is amazing. And if any of you guys ever want to get into triathlon, please let me know. If you don't know where to start, let me get a hold of me because I could totally help you out and save you some headaches that I've learned the hard way. But there's a lot of pitfalls that I've avoided because I have put myself out there and done these races and people are so helpful. They're so supportive out on the course, you know, in training, um, you know, on social, whatever it it's been amazing. And it's such a cool, fun thing that I've been able to do. And the triathlon community is just awesome. I mean, one example of this, how freaking awesome it is. Um, Chris Nickich is a guy that I've been following for a while. He came across my radar on social. Um, he has, he is a guy, he is in Florida. He is 25 and he started training for an Ironman. And his goal was to complete Ironman Florida, which happened a few months ago. Um, in, uh, oh, is it Panama city, Florida? I think so. No person with down syndrome has ever completed uh, an Ironman. Okay. And an Ironman as he did the full Ironman, you guys, 140.6 miles, 140.6. The cutoff is 17 hours. And it doesn't matter if you are, uh, an, a pro an elite athlete, age grouper, if you're just some Joe Schmo like me, age grouper, if you are missing a leg, if you are missing an arm, if you're missing both, whatever, if you're paraplegic, if you have a disability, the same cutoff times apply for every participant. There is no concession made. And that's one of the things that makes Ironman what it is, is because it's the same playing field everyone that attempts it. And it's freaking hard. Okay. It's hard. You're going 140.6 miles and you have to complete it in under 17 hours. And one of the biggest challenges with Chris is that obviously he has Down syndrome. So his muscle dexterity is not as good as you or me or somebody else that doesn't have Downs. Balance is an issue. Um, you know, and just a whole host of things makes it that much more seemingly impossible. And I watched it on the live feed. Um, and every cutoff that he made, he came out of the swim and, you know, he had some problems on the bike. He stepped in a pile of fire ants and got all bit up because he couldn't, um, take nutrition or, hydrate while on the bike because his balance doesn't allow him to, right? So every time he needed to get a drink and or fuel, he had to stop. Well, one time he stepped in a pile or in a fire ant mound and ended up getting bit up. Oh my God. And 
it was kind of clutch on whether or not he was going to make the cutoff for the bike because he crashed too. Um, and when I watched the, the special on NBC here on Sunday, it showed um, how he crashed or they explained, they went into what happened when he crashed and he had a guide, he had a couple of support team and his dad was on a scooter with them. So he was able to have assistance on the course, but he still had to do all the work. And that's only one day that doesn't go into all of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours and hours and hours and days of training that it took for him to be able to do it. That's where the real story is, is because the amount of training that you have to do as somebody without Down syndrome to complete a full Ironman distance is ridiculous. I mean, I train a lot and I'm only doing a half Ironman. I mean, I train on average a minimum of an hour a day. So that's at least seven hours a week minimum. And it's actually my minimum is like 10, I think. But it's that's not even close to what Chris has been training. You know, every weekend, three to four hour rides because the bike portion, I think is, oh gosh, how long did it take him? He made the cutoff by, uh, it wasn't very long. And I can't honestly remember what it was. And I should have looked before I started, but I don't remember. Because, you know, I kind of squirrel and kind of go off on a tangent. And I wasn't planning on going here today, but this is where we are. So this is where we are. But the the documentary or the the recap, basically, that they did of that of his race was so awesome. Um, it was very empowering. It was very hard to watch because I know, you know, what it takes to do this type of thing. And I can't even imagine how difficult it was for him to be able to do this. Just, you know, and his, he's such, he's in such a good place. His parents are an amazing support team. When he got started, he joined, um, there's a local triathlon club that supported him and the support that he has received because he's been very public about his, his journey because he wants to make a difference and he wants the whole purpose behind him being able to do this was that he wanted to show what people are capable of. You know, there's been how long is, you know, people with down syndrome are thought to not be able to do regular things in life. And he wanted to prove that, yeah, you can. And he did, you know, he wants to be able to buy a car and drive a car. He wants to be able to buy his own house and he wants to marry a smoking hot blonde from Minnesota is what he said, <laughs> which cracked me up. I don't know if he's still stuck on the Minnesota thing or not, but I remember him saying that the smoking hot blonde from Minnesota, and that just totally cracked me up. But he's still on the smoking hot blonde. But he wants to get married. He wants to live a normal life. And why can't he? And he just overcame all these obstacles and completed a freaking Iron Man by getting 1% better every day. And if you if you don't follow Chris Nikich on Instagram, it's probably the best place to follow him. Um, follow the hashtag 1% better every day. It's the number one 
percent better every day. You will find him in an instant. And he is phenomenal. And it's just so cool to be involved in this sport, even just a tiny bit, and, you know, know that he was able to do this. And it's just, it's phenomenal, you guys. It's totally phenomenal. And if you don't know what an Iron Man is, go look it up. And you're going to be like, holy shit. These people are crazy. I hear that all the time. If I had a dollar for every time somebody told me I was crazy, I mean, I wouldn't have to pay entry fees for races. Because it's a lot. And I get told that a lot. But it's awesome because... I know I'm doing the right things is by people telling me I'm crazy. That That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And knowing that Chris was able to complete this and I watched him complete. Okay. Well, I didn't watch him come across the finish line because my old ass fell asleep. I watched it streaming on uh, Iron Man's Facebook page that had a live stream going on and I watched it as long as I could and I couldn't stay awake to watch him cross the finish line. He crossed the finish line with about 15 or 17 minutes left before the cutoff. That is phenomenal because there are, I guess, quote, regular people out there that can't do that. And he did it. He did it. So I encourage you guys to rethink what's possible and if you need a kick in the ass, you need some motivation, go find Chris Nickich. It's N-I-K-I-C. And listen to his story, watch his story, follow his Instagram, and you can't help but be motivated by this guy. I mean, if, if you're not motivated by this guy, you are the cold-heartedest person I've ever met, or you're dead. One or the other. So that's it. I'm out of time. I got to roll. I got to load up and head south. I will catch you all later. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Again, thank you for listening. Every listen counts. If you like what I'm putting out there, please share it with a friend and hit that subscribe button. Have questions, comments, feedback for me? shoot me an email at bringitonpc at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day. Go kick ass.